Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars book club with Matt. Hello. Hello. We are into chapter three of Red Rising. Chapter three. By Pierce Brown. The man. All right. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. <laughs> there was The kids were watching a TV show, and this is unrelated to Red Rising, but it's funny because you said myth. Um, the kids were watching a TV show, and Denver had been watching it for a little bit, and then Ryland joined him, and they're watching it, and it's like these... Um, it's like futuristic at the these explorers, this family of explorers. It's animated, and they like go underwater and they're like looking for different things and they're they're looking for treasure basically. And so they're talking about this treasure, and Ryland's like, "Well, what happened to the treasure?" And Denver, who is five, says, "It disappeared into myth." <laughs> and I'm like, "What did you say?" <laughs> he said, "It disappeared into myth." I'm like, "What?" He said, well, "That's what they say in the show." <laughs> and so, like, I sat there on the couch and I was doing other stuff while they were watching the show. And then when it came to the next episode, and the intro came on, they say in the intro, like, "Searching out gold across the universe," and I've something about like um, looking for items that have disappeared into myth. And I'm like, "Oh, that's where he got it from." <laughs> I'm like, "Why would he say disappeared into myth? What a weird thing to say." Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's funny how kids pick those things up, and you're yeah. like. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And I said it so seriously. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, so chapter three. The uh, Laurel. The Laurel. So uh, this, I imagine we'll find out if they act, if he won the Laurel or not. Um, my uh, brief synopsis is Darrow and everyone else ex- except Lambdas. Wait. Darrow and everyone else expect Lambdas to get the Laurel. But they don't. <gasps> Spoiler alert. What? Right at the beginning. But I'm assuming you guys have already read this. So um, We're already assuming that you're on like chapter, you know. Yeah. If you're only reading one chapter at a, per week, that's pretty good. Especially for this book. When me and Matt talked about doing this, Matt's like, I don't know if I can read it that slow. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. It gets a lot harder later on. What I was going to say. Um, at the beginning, it's not. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So. Um, so they're walking from their house to Laurel Tide, which is where they find out who gets the Laurel. Yep. Um, it's basically a quarterly celebration. Sounds like it was like, it goes all night. They announced the Laurel winner at 12 o'clock right. at night. Um, and it's a big celebration, but on the way there, they see the HC and, um, it's like the newsreel talking about, uh, this group of terrorists called the Sons of Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, and last chapter we talked about colors a little bit. But this is where I thought some more of the colors came out mm-hmm. uh, when they talk when this talk about this news news broadcast. Um, so the Sons of Aries they blew up some building, um, and it talks about uh, the oranges, um, obsidians, mm-hmm. yellows, and coppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that the orange uh, oranges are like tech people. Whatever right. that means, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's like what would be tech? like mechanics. I think like if okay. they had you know like. Cars, yeah, vehicles, yeah. yeah. Um, obsidians are basically soldiers, um, huge soldiers. Um, yeah, we'll find out how huge later on. Oh, does that say three times as tall as reds? Nope, two times as tall as reds. Right. This is why I shouldn't take notes at twelve thirty at night. I can't <laughs> read my writing. <laughs> um, we find out that the yellows are the doctors. 
Right. Um, the coppers are data and management, um, which we don't find that out in the Sons of Errors news part. But later, um, when they announce the Laurel winner, mm-hmm. a copper announces that. Right. Um, and he kind of talks about like how he's like looking down at their celebration. Um, they're all having a good time, you know, a lot of drunkenness and dancing and right. um, fun that looks like. And he's like, oh, I I really wish I could be like one of you guys. Right. Basically, he's like, he's b- b- both talking down to them and trying to like, well, he's talking down to them because like he's saying, I wish I could be like as simple minded as you people. Right. Um, but he's trying to act like he's like lifting them up when actually he's putting them down even further right um he's like but i'm or i yeah i have to do data and management while you guys get to have all this fun yeah um doesn't he kind of remind you like of i feel like that that guy could be like a droid you know a little bit yes yeah a protocol droid does it i was gonna say well okay i think c3po's got too many like funny lines (laughs) right but i think he could be like a k2so Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That could work. You know, like yeah. he's like, I mean, it, like he was like snipey and snarky. Right. And yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> when they talk about uh, blowing up and going into space, right? And they talk about how they'd all die. K two is like, Not except me. for me, <laughs> I can live in space. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the coppers are above the grays. We find out. I think right. that was yeah. what I'm understanding. Well, and I think you can start to assume a little of the hierarchy here, you know, based on the actual color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except red is the lowest. I don't, well, we don't know that yet, I guess. Well, you kind of figure that they are based on the fact that they're miners. Right. Like, yeah. and that, you know, they're doing all of this dirty work. They're fighting for literally just scraps of food. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, you're starting to see the grays, you know, I, I think at one point, doesn't it talk, I mean, it talks about Ugly Dan being greasy and also like, it doesn't talk about like them being malnourished or anything. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like at every point where can where Darrow can talk about being thin or, you know, malnourished, he does. Right. So like, I think yeah. the assumption is, is that outside of them, everybody else looks healthy right what right. we would think to be healthy so um and um so we also find out uncle Narrell's age so they talk about him being an old man 35 35 yeah that's me <laughs> yeah I'm so an old man in yeah in the red community you start to find out why they start working at 13 and get married right. at 15 or 16 and because like 35 is old right because but with no sunlight <laughs> Living underground, doing a job like this, of course, the lifespan is going to be like way short. Right. Well, and they also, I think this was back in um, chapter one when we talk about having explosions off, you know, can happen right. often when you hit a gas pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Those things. So, yeah. yeah. So, which comes into play in this chapter as well. Because um, later on, when they're announcing like who gets what, when they're announcing the laurel, the copper's talking about how um, everybody gets uh, the normal rations um except for clans moo and chi um who will only receive oats and substantials and uh he says that the uh people coming from earth can only bring certain resources um and we can 
and we must give those to give them to those who perform. Perhaps next quarter, Mu and Chi, you will dally less. And at first you think, like, as soon as you read that, you're like, oh, man, they really should have tried harder. But then the next sentence is um, from Darrow. He's, a, he's thinking, Mu and Chi lost a dozen men in a gas explosion like the one Uncle Narrowfield feared. They did not dally. They died. Yeah. So even though 10 people died from this gas explosion, they still are penalized. Right. Because they didn't produce as much as they were supposed to. Right. They didn't meet their quota. Yeah. Yep. So that just kind of confirms EO's thought more than Darrow's thought mm-hmm. about how they're competing for the laurel. Really, EO thinks that they're slaves and the laurel is a carrot. Right. And it seems like she's probably right. When you can start to, yeah, you start to see that Darrow's probably being a little narrow-minded. Or he's probably, he's not looking at the larger situation. And you can see that. Um, yeah. at this point that's who he is um but then because in his mind nothing exists outside of the mind like, right. outside of this world. outside of eo i would even say yeah. like for him the only reason he's alive is because eo's at home waiting for him right did i say that line that he says back in chapter one I mean, he says say that he, he said that um doesn't he say like he would die for her and well it's like something like without me she wouldn't eat but without her, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't die. Yeah, I wouldn't breathe. Yeah. 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 Yep. Or I wouldn't live or something like that. Yep. So, like, she's basically everything to right. him. So, right. that's why he tries so hard. Um, not not just for the Laurel, but what the Laurel can bring him. Not for, like, fame. Right. But just to be able to provide. Yep. Um, we also find out that Uncle Narrow taught um, Darrow to dance. Yes. Which doesn't seem like a big thing, but we do find out they're a big dancing. Oh, this reminds me. Our last um, chapter, we were we started talking about the Forbidden Song and Dance, and then we got off track and never got back to it. <laughs> we did. You're right. So the Forbidden Song and Dance is uh, there's one song and one dance that they don't that the society, which is like the overall, like which is everything, like the people in charge of the whole shebang, right? right. Um, they said that you can drink as much as you want. You can, you know, as long as you're performing well. Um, but there's one song you cannot sing and one dance you cannot perform. Right. And I think that's basically, that's like just showing that they still have power, even though, even in like all of your life. Right. Um, it's just one thing to make sure that they stay in line. Like I, we still right. have power over you. And if you do this, you will die. Like the right. punishment isn't like, you know, Oh no! Yeah, it is punishable by death. Right. Yes. Because that's how his dad was de- was killed. Right. Which is well, what we find out later, in this chapter. Oh. In this chapter, we find out why his father died. They don't mention. They don't give the whole story. They talked about him being arrested and being hung. Okay. But in this chapter, we find out that, um, like his dad was kind of like Eo, and that he thought there has to be. Like we're slaves. There's got to be more than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so him and nine other guys or eight other guys, yeah, all like re- started a revolution. Where dance like, dance revolution. <laughs> yes, a dance dance revolution. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> that's what the title of this chapter should be called: <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution. DDR Max Two. Two. <laughs> um. No, the. Uh, so him and some other guys, um, they first started like by like taking pieces off the claw drill so that they couldn't work. 
Right. Um, and then they, um, I don't know if they got in trouble. I forget. Did they get in trouble for that? And then they performed the song or the dance. But I think it kind of all did it like on the same, kind of at the same time is kind of the way I got it. Like yeah. they, they made the drills malfunction and then they did their, then they did their dance. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why they were all hung. Right. And um, Darrow seems to think that that's really stupid. Right. Like they achieved nothing. Right. Right. Uh, it was a really stupid thing to do, which is what the society wants to make you think. Right. That like, why would you kill yourself over this song or dance? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. You're not, you're not proving anything. Kind of reminds me of the, um, the song from Hunger Games. You know that. I, I think you kind of get this feeling that it can be a rallying cry. Yeah. You know, like. Or that's what, um, that's it's almost like that's what the golds, which is you know the their overlords, right? Um, that's what they almost what they want you to think, and yeah, by making it illegal to sing that, they're yeah. like making it like a rallying cry. Yeah. Like if you sing that, then people know you're a revolutionary, and right. they might join you. Yeah. Um, if they would have made all songs legal then that would never happen right so i guess it's probably to just squish revolution as soon as it happens yeah yeah um well i think it's like i I think maybe this is getting too deep you know i don't know how much um brown thought this through but if you think about if you're if you're in charge and you want to it's almost like if you make something illegal then if you want to buck against society, you're going to start doing whatever that one thing is. Right. So it's like, instead of being like subversive, you know, like his dad said, okay, we want to, these people to know that we're fighting against them or we want, we want to fight against these people because we're tired of this crap. So we're going to sing the song. Well, then it gets put down right away. Right. So I think it's almost like a mental game that the, Golds are playing and saying, "Okay, you know, if you if you want to rebel, we're going to make this. We we're going to give you this thing that's right. going to make you feel like you're rebelling, but it just gives us everything we need to be able to squash it right, right away. Right. So I, I think it's a little bit of a game there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or a psychology game. So, um, so at uh, and we we find out it's very important there. So they're singing and dancing. Uncle Narrow taught Darrow to dance and like. Teaching someone to dance isn't just like apparently it's not like they're like you step up to someone and you're like okay one and two and three it's like he talks about him being out there with like a switch and like hitting his ankles when right. he messed up and stuff like that so it's like a very serious like training like karate or or martial arts I should right. say or something like it's yeah that's what I picture it's like some sort of martial arts rather than just dancing um it's like a lot like full body movement and leaping and somersaulting and flipping and stuff like that. So you kind of get the feeling that Narrow taught dancing to both his father, because here you learn that Darrow's father holds Narrow in pretty high esteem, right? That right. he's the brightest and the best of all of his brothers, brothers. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, because, you find out that the dad is supposed to teach the dancing and the mom is supposed to teach you the songs. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of what like, cause he talks about like my mom, like every mom in Lycos taught me all the songs 
um, and then and also taught him the one song that you're not allowed to sing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he didn't have a dad to teach him, so his uncle taught him how right. to dance. Right. Um, which we found out a lot later is good that he did. Right. That's a very important fact. <laughs> note that on your book. Note it <laughs> duly. Please make a note of it. Um, so the Laurel Tide. It's like eleven o'clock right now. Laurel Tide or the Laurel is being announced soon. Um, and Darrow and Uncle Nero get into a big fight. Um, b- basically because he defied Uncle Nero and called him. Um, I forget what he called him. A coward, I think. Yeah. Um, and so they're still upset about that. And so they get in a big fight, and then they're okay. Um, and you kind of see the relationship between the two of them, how they're fighting one minute and okay the next. It's like this kind of ongoing love-hate relationship. Yeah. Like, you're not my dad, but I still need a dad figure in my life. So mm-hmm. I'll rebel against you, but I still love you. But I also hate you. Um, and we also find out that they're not allowed to bury the dead. And I right. think that's strictly just for the society to be like okay remember this person it's like hanging pirates right in the no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's like um revolters ye be warned right <laughs> um so they f- he f- you find out that you can't cut down well i don't think it talks about that in this one yeah because he talks about how he was going to cut his dad down from the like gallows whatever they call it um but his uncle narrow stopped him so he hated him because he wouldn't let him cut down his dad um but his dad hung there for two months. Right. So you basically have to watch your loved one decay in front of you. Right. So there's not even like wildlife that we know of other than pit vipers mm-hmm. to eat these things. Mm-hmm. Like normally like someone's hanging outside or something's dying outside. <laughs> <laughs> normally when humans are hanging yeah. outside. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> I'd say normally when things are dead outside, they get picked at and they get, right. you know... What do they call them? Decompose. Not, not vultures, but like whatever vultures scavengers. are. Yeah, scavengers, animals come and clean out the body. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't take months for a body to decay. Right. Um, right. Anyways, so we totally skipped over the pit vipers earlier. Yeah. Um, back in the first chapter, they talked about pit vipers. He had to be, when he was drilling, he had to look out for pit vipers, um, which are like snakes. Yeah. They um, sound like they were snakes from Earth, but right. they... Mm, mutated and in the mines in the mines and he said um they can be as long as a man and as wide as long as two men and as wide as your thigh right um but he said the baby ones are the one you got to watch out for because they can't ration their poison right and he got bit by one he said um i don't think he got bit but maybe yeah. yeah yeah it says that in the first chapter okay um that he got bit by one and you find out they talk about later how uncle narrow is the one that sucked the poison out hmm um so um yeah so pit vipers are like the main like the only wildlife that we know of in this right um and here's where we find out uh in this chapter they talk a little bit more about the sigils Mm -hmm. um which we talked about a little bit last chapter but um i know they talk about it more here about um the ones on the back of his hands and the one on octavia alone um and um so the chapter the end of the chapter he's leaning back in his chair thinking that they're gonna win i just picture him like hands behind his head right like leaning back like he talks about how everyone's looking at him um probably has like this stupid grin on his face yeah yeah. (laughs) like when zoolander didn't win model of the year (laughs) 
Do you remember that? From <laughs> I don't Zoolander? remember that. <laughs> it's like the classic, like, they announce Hansel won, but Zoolander went up and took the trophy. Or yeah. The, whatever it is, trophy. Sure. Award. Award. <laughs> Award. And, like, did an acceptance speech and whatever. Anyways, so I think that's what was going to happen. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Let me find the end of the chapter here. Um. Yeah, it says it's this copper talking, and he's the one that was like talking down to them while also um, trying to like act like he is jealous of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "And it becomes my distinct honor to, on behalf of the Arch Governor of Mars, Nero Ah Augustus, to award the laurel of productivity and monthly excellence and triumphant fortitude and obedience, sacrifice, and." dot 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 gamma gets the laurel and we don't <gasps> so it just goes to show that it doesn't matter how much you it's try all rigged yeah it's rigged which is which explains why dago in the last chapter wasn't worried at all right um, explains why narrow could be I mean, anything about it he's 35 years old he's been doing this since he's 13 so that's 22 years right of seeing this Day in and day out, quarter right. in, quarter out, never ever winning. I think you start to get pretty fed up and right. But you would think that having the same group always win, like you got to mix up every once in a while. Because well, I think it. I think it talks about. I think in chapter one it said that it's been a while. It hasn't been forever, right? But he, it's. I think he says it's been years since yeah. anyone other than Gamma has won, right? Because you got to keep that carrot within reach or else right. you get people like he's like Darrow's young he's 16 he's just like he's still figuring things out right but you get to be like 20 or 25 you're like okay we're never winning this why do we try all we have to do now is just get the quota and that's it right so that's probably why uncle Nero's like yeah it's better to wait three hours to scan that gas pocket than to risk all of our lives mm-hmm. and blow it up right because he's he's like we're not going to get the laurel anyways right but you get the young guys who are like, oh, these old guys don't know what they're talking about. And right. They, um, so you yeah. got to figure, so let's, you know, you, I would say probably maybe you have to, you want, you want that in the old guys. You want that feeling of defeat in the old guys. So you have to have them. So you, like you said, you ha- they have to win every once in a while. So right. they understand that. Right. Um, but they know that they can win, but it's only going to be every once in a while so yeah yeah so at the beginning i said everybody thinks that lambdas are going to win because the the numbers i mean people have been talking throughout the township right so it's like there's like the local baker gives eo some bread because he's like you know thanks for you know winning the laurel for us you know and then um you hear like his mom know or also heard that they're going to win the laurel and like so everybody's like expecting them to win the laurel when right. the gammas knew they had it all along yep um so here the story i mean next chapter the story starts to change a lot yeah i think um these first three you're just kind of seeing how life is like mm-hmm. in the mind kind of like how you were saying the man and then the uh, where they live and the man, the home the struggles yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so this one is like um yeah, it shows like just like what it's like to live in there and the Lambda clan. Yeah. So, um, I don't think there's the man, the home, the purpose, the purpose. That's good. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything else that I really had out of this chapter. No, I think you can start to see 
like you said, you're starting to see where things could be going, getting an yeah. idea of this. Some of the things, some of the things that Darrow is seeing and doing, some of his thoughts are right, but you're also starting to get an idea that everything's not as it should be, that right. there's, that, that the idea, especially, you know, the fact that they didn't win the Laurel, knowing that they got better numbers than Gamma, the whole phrase that EO says of them being enslaved becomes like, okay, that's a lot more true. Right. It's a lot truer than what we maybe would have taken at face value yeah. earlier. If this is the first time that they knowingly beat Gammas and didn't win the Laurel, yeah. then this could be the change. Right. Like where where Darrow's finally finally like, oh, maybe EO is right. Yeah. Um yeah. So we'll see a lot of change in his thinking, I think, in the next couple chapters. Yep. So Cool. Well, thanks, Matt, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that was Chapter 3 of Red Rising. Uh, Stay tuned for Chapter 4 next week. All right. Maybe. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.